0: Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, Many who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. We are into week three of lockdown in the UK. Although it feels like we've been in lockdown a hell of a lot longer because of all the different tier systems that we keep putting into place. And I'm not gonna lie, I can't really keep up with it all of the time. And I have been keeping my way keeping myself away from the news, shall we say, because it wasn't good for, for my anxiety levels. And I thought I'd done a lot of my work around coronavirus or what was happening and the way it was impacting, you know, my life, but of course everyone else's lives as well. And I kind of like put it in a box, pretending I was okay about it all. It really wasn't until this week that I went to work with my coach. I kind of have had this flat feeling for for the start of the year, right? And you might want to put that down to it being January, and it might be because we've had cold weather for such a sustained period of time but what really came up for me when I was working with him was that it was a loss of connection that there were the areas in my life where I was having connections so for example like playing football with the lads once a week that was always a great time to be able to meet up with the guys have a bit of banter to like run off some steam in a controlled aggressive way (laughs) and also like going out and playing golf or whether it was going out for meals or you know like these activities that we have kind of taken for granted because we just think that they are part of life and it's equally true for women as well right like they need these important aspects of communicating and connecting with other women and you know whether it's for same sexes or different sexes, like we all need it. And we've been incredibly lucky, I guess, because we've been able to use platforms like Zoom and, and whatever other ones are similar to that. And what was evident to me was like trying to cling on to some certainty, you know, in, in perhaps some of the most uncertain times I've known within my lifetime, uh, so working with my coach this week has really given me that awareness of what was going on for me because I was kind of wondering like, oh, what's wrong with me? Which is never a helpful question, by the way, guys. And <laughs> I definitely wouldn't recommend it. But getting that awareness that I was kind of like missing out, there was like a sense of loss going on for me. It's just really helped me to give myself some space and just to kind of start shifting my thinking around what's going on. And how i've done that is just to appreciate that even though that you know like i am experiences some loss like it's nothing compared to what other people are going through right now you know i know for a fact that many businesses families you know like all over the world have been hugely hugely devastated by what's going on and I think we do need to just acknowledge like even though that is happening like we are still having this human experience for ourselves no matter where we are or what we have in our lives so using gratitude I think it's been a really useful exercise this week to kind of like appreciate what I do have thinking about how I can bring certainty and connection into my life in a different way right and if you've been feeling a bit low recently also or haven't been sure why, I just want to offer like check in with yourself. Just ask what's going on in finding that asking questions like what's wrong with me? They never really evoke the answer that we're looking for. So perhaps ask yourself some different questions. Just think about from a place of compassion how you can ask yourself what, what is it that I need to know? What am I experiencing right now? Because then from there, you give yourself that awareness and then you get to choose what you want to do with it, right? And if you do feel like you are isolated or, you know, having a loss of connection, then you can come join my Facebook community, which is called Becoming Alcohol Free. Connect with all the other people on there who are going on the same journey as you. Or just reach out to me, drop me an email. I'd love to hear from you to see what's going on and to see if there's any way that I can help you with a a reply or a quick phone call, okay? And as humans, we love certainty because it provides comfort for us, right? Which ultimately, ultimately means survival. And that's as far as our brain's concerned anyway. So even when you find yourself drinking when you don't want to or thinking that you don't have control over what you're doing, it's just because your brain has classed that as comfort even though it feels like shit, right? And it's what your brain expects, like it expects to get the alcohol. And when there's no alcohol, that means discomfort or it means uncertainty. So we just like be aware of that as we go through this uh, podcast for you today. Which brings me on to today's episode actually, which is called identifying sober. It could even be called identifying sobriety. Maybe I like that more. And and what I want to talk to you about is how when you come to stop drinking you might want to identify yourself as someone who doesn't drink. So for example, here's a few words that people may use when they stop drinking, right? So sober, sobriety, abstaining or abstinence, dry, alcohol-free, non-drinker or clean. You know, and I'm sure there's many others as well. Um, sometimes when someone decides that they want to stop and they see these choices of words that they can have to identify themselves with. And look, guys, I'm not saying that you have to identify with with these words. But what I want you to notice is if you do and they don't feel particularly good or you have a lot of resistance to kind of labeling yourself as someone who is sober, this is a fantastic opportunity for you to explore what you're making that word mean because i can guarantee that if it doesn't feel nice or it feels resistant it's because you have an association with that word you have a concept of what that word means and it's you're going to have a lot of unconscious beliefs around it they're going to be messing with your progress to stop drinking as we've grown up we create a concept of what a word means right and how it's used So when I say the word alcoholism or alcoholic, what comes up for you? Just think straight away, like what are those images or representations that come up for you right away? Perhaps it's uh, drunk on a park bench, right? Drinking out of a brown paper bag. Perhaps it's someone who's violent or abusive or kind of like emotionally all unstable, perhaps. Or is it someone... Who has a disease? Do you think of someone with alcoholism as someone who's a disease with a diseased brain, or that they're unable to control themselves or their urges? Perhaps when you think of a, an alcoholic, you think that they're lying or they're they're cheating, you know, and that an alcoholic is powerless. And we see a lot of evidence to support that narrative of what it means to be someone who is an alcoholic or alcohol uh, or suffers from alcoholism. Now. We see a lot of evidence to support that. In fact, I had a quick look up of those words and the first article I read described them as following. So alcoholism is a serious psychological illness defined as the incapability or inability to stop drinking despite potential or actual negative consequences. So alcoholism is a brain disease. And then from there, they went on to describe what the characteristics of an alcoholic were. The first one was a physical compulsion or need. So without a drink, withdrawal symptoms appear and you have an inability to stop or cut down on drinking. So in essence, what they're saying is that you have a lack of power, of capacity or means to stop drinking. Now look, (laughs) any sign of withdrawal If we go by that, any sign of withdrawal means you're an alcoholic. Now, guys, this is bullshit, right? Because if you've ever woke up with a hangover, you've experienced alcohol withdrawal. If you've ever had a headache, if you've ever got really thirsty during the middle of the night, if you've you've ever felt really tired, if you've ever been sick or felt anxious or had alcohol sweats, that is alcohol withdrawal, Does it mean that you need to identify yourself as somebody who is an alcoholic with a diseased brain who's unable to control their drinking? I would say not, but this is what it means to be an alcoholic. Like This is one of the stereotypes of alcohol. Look, caveat, there is a point where the body becomes physically dependent on alcohol, right? And the amount of alcohol consumed is huge, right? And it's over a prolonged period of time whereby the body can't function without alcohol. It literally thinks it needs alcohol to survive. Now, I think for many, many people who don't like the relationship they have with alcohol, they can still be highly functioning. They're still able to hold down their jobs. They're still able to hold down relationships. You know, When alcohol becomes a problem, it's when it's something that you don't like in your life. You don't like how you feel when you drink alcohol. You don't like the decisions you make it doesn't have to mean that you're an alcoholic. The next characteristic, so that was the first one, the next one is uh, mental obsession. So if you're an alcoholic, you have a mental obsession with alcohol, which means you have a lack of control and have abnormal cravings or feelings of irritability in the absence of alcohol. Now look, cravings are caused by a desire to seek pleasure. Right? Our brain is made up of the motivational triad, which is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. The brain wants its dopamine hit from alcohol. Desire is something that we learn and we actually repeat it until it becomes an unconscious habit. So we have a drink, we get the reward. We have a drink, we get the reward. We do that so many times that it actually becomes an unconscious habit, right? So this is why it might feel uncontrollable or involuntary when you want to have a drink. It's only because you've taught yourself to desire alcohol. There is a reward when you drink alcohol. So even if you don't like the future consequences, the immediate reward is gratification, right? It's it's getting that dopamine hit. But does this mean that the brain is diseased? I don't think so. You know, I crave peanut butter and jam. <laughs> does it mean that my brain is diseased? No, it just means that I've taught myself to desire it and to I get that pleasurable feeling out of eating it. Yes, it's a false pleasure I've created, you know, but it increases my desire, which leads me craving more. Does it mean I'm diseased? Absolutely not. So that was the first two. Then the next one was... Negative impact. So drinking causes or contributes to problems with relationships, jobs or finances. Well, arguably, alcohol has a negative impact on anyone who drinks it because it's still a toxin going into your body. It gets rejected by your liver and your kidneys. like It still has to be removed from your system. And the brain does get pleasure from it, right? We know that it gets pleasure through the dopamine. But we also know that it starts to shut down parts of the brain. Look at slurring, for example. When someone starts slurring, we just think, right, they're drunk, right? That's the reason why they're slurring. But when you look at it scientifically, the reason that they're slurring is because the alcohol has literally started to shut down that cognitive ability in their brain, part of their brain. And then the final characteristic of what it means to be an alcoholic or someone who is alcohol or has alcoholism was lying downplaying and hiding so being dishonest with yourself and others about how much and how often you drink look when i first stopped drinking i moved on to sugar as a replacement right at the time i traded addictions i didn't realize it then but that's what i was doing because sugar is giving us that same kind of intense release that we get from alcohol and i would hide how much sweets and chocolates i was eating and how many biscuits that i was eating Does this mean that my brain is diseased? Again, no. The reason why I was doing those is because I had shame. I had embarrassment about what I was doing because I felt like it was uncontrollable. Except now doing the work that I do, I realise it had nothing to do with my self-control. It's just that I taught myself to desire that dopamine release. I wasn't getting it from alcohol because that was something I knew I did not want to go back to. So instead I started using sugar instead. And the reason I share these characteristics with you and what the words alcoholic or alcoholism mean is that you may even identify with some of them, right? I mean, I would. I would say that I can identify with all four of those reasons of what it means to be an alcoholic. And not just with alcohol. I can see how it actually shows up in different areas of my life as well, especially when we look at sugar, right? But does it serve me to think or does it serve you to think that you have a diseased brain and that you have no control and that you're incapable of stopping yourself? Fuck no. Even in the medical world, if we say, you know, they're moving away from the word alcoholic and instead they're replacing it with alcohol use disorder. For me, it still has the same misguided, disempowering ramifications, you know, the stereotypes and the judgments and the shame wrapped around it all. All right, ran over. (laughs) But it does bring me back to the start of the episode, which is identifying sober. So when people decide that they no longer like the relationship they have with alcohol, they might consider what it means to be someone who doesn't drink. So when I first stopped drinking, I didn't like calling myself sober. Because in my mind, the opposite of sober was, you've guessed it, being an alcoholic. Now, look at all of that information we've just seen about what it means to be an alcoholic. All of that conditioning that we receive, all of the stereotypes and judgments and perceptions to be labeled an alcoholic. So if calling myself sober meant I used to be an alcoholic, well, I sure as shit did not want to be associated with that. And even now, when I tell people I'm sober or that I don't drink, often, and this isn't always, this is perhaps a little bit of a generalization, but people's minds will go to that place of being an alcoholic or thinking of me as someone who had like a drink dependency problem. Now, perhaps I did. Perhaps I, you know, didn't. It doesn't really matter. Like, I just didn't like the relationship I had with it. So people think I've had this massive battle with alcohol and they they go to all of those stereotypes you talked about, right? Like park benches and all of that stuff. But as time went on and I kind of like settled into my life as somebody who's a non-drinker or sober, I began to change what it meant to be sober for me. Like I redefined what sobriety is and I let it be okay that other people might make up a story about why I don't drink. No, because guess what? I have fuck all control over what they think. So getting defensive with them and trying to tell them, oh, no, no, this is what was going on. Like, it doesn't doesn't help me either. People can get to think what they want to think. So when you play around with what it means to be a non-drinker, this is going to help to expose any of those limiting or false beliefs that you have around what it means to be sober, right? So ask yourself, what does it mean to be someone who doesn't drink? See what comes up. What are you making it mean to be someone who doesn't drink? Because there is where you're going to see the information that you can start working with to start changing the script, if you like, as how you want to see yourself. And then think, how do you want to think about yourself with someone who doesn't drink? Like, get really curious and then ask yourself, why or why not? Like, why don't you want to call yourself sober? And then as you start getting these answers and playing around with them, start to think to yourself like, how would I like to show up as that person? How would I like to show up as somebody who was sober? What decisions would I make? How would they be different to what I'm doing now? Because when you're not in resistance to what it is that you wanna be, it's gonna be far, far easier for you to make those choices. Now look, remember, the mind is gonna want to cling on to certainty. So choosing not to drink is gonna create uncertainty. It's gonna create discomfort while you're learning how you can live your life free of alcohol so you're going to have the discomfort of managing your urges reducing your desire or unlearning your desire you're going to have the discomfort of what it means to be sober you're going to have the discomfort of how you think other people will perceive you but it's always how you perceive you which causes the most discomfort To give yourself that gift of certainty, right, in how you choose to think about yourself and your decision. I'm not saying that you have to identify as someone as sober or non-drinker or alcohol-free. Look, you can even call yourself an alcoholic if that is what works for you, right? But do you want to go around thinking that you have a brain disease? Well, it's entirely up to you. But for me, that's not what I wanted. So just kind of look like, how can you re-educate yourself on the effects alcohol have? Like the false assumptions and misconceptions of what it means to be someone who wants to stop drinking. We have to move away from this shame and blame cycle around alcohol, meaning that if you can't control your drinking, that you have a problem. It's bullshit, man, like it's not helpful whatsoever. So let's not forget, like, alcohol is a drug. It can be addictive. But, and here's the big but, you are not powerless to stop drinking. You are not diseased. There is nothing wrong with your brain. In fact, it's doing exactly as it's supposed to. It thinks that the pleasure it's deriving from alcohol is actually helping your survival. And we've just got to retrain it, you know? Sober doesn't mean that you're boring, or I'm boring, or life's boring, or that it's dull, or that we're one drink away from a relapse, or that we'll lose control of our drinking, right? I don't even think of having control over my drinking anymore or not. It's just, I just don't drink. For me, sobriety is progressive, it's defying, and it's a fucking superpower available to anyone. Being sober means taking radical responsibility for my life. It means Unlearning what I previously believed to be true about alcohol and also myself. And it also means being someone who dared to go against the norm. Someone who made a decision for myself and not for what society wanted me to believe. How it wanted to identify me as someone who was an alcoholic or a problem drinker or dependent or alcohol use disorder, like whatever. They're all words. The words are powerful, guys. So you get to choose the words that you want to use. And as long as it, you are clean in how you're thinking about them and you know that they serve you and support you, then go for it. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. I hope that you go away and you start playing around with what it means to be someone who is sober, how you might want to identify with that and to change your perspective. Because when it's not something to be ashamed of, it's going to inspire you. You're going to embrace it. Sobriety is fucking cool. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Take care, guys, and I'll see you again next week. Bye bye. If You want to find out more about working with me and seeing how I can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want. Visit PatrickJFox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes.